Yanas and Yanats out there, the Podcast Royale, the fastest-selling boxing event in Australian history, is coming up. As you know, Bryzy and myself are fighting Marty and Michael. We're currently taking sponsorship opportunities for anyone who may be interested in this amazing fight night. Why would you want to sponsor us, you ask? Well, first of all, there's two of us. So double exposure, exactly from the start. Secondly, we are the main event. All eyes are on us. If you're interested in getting your logo out there for the world to see, send us an email to propertryyarn at gmail.com. Not interested in sponsoring us, but still want to be a part of the night in some form of sponsorship? Well, there's an array of different opportunities available as well. If this is the case, express your interest to contact at alpha-events.com.au. God, yeah, can't wait to see you all and get keen for us to bash these clowns. Oh, fuck yeah. Did that really fucking happen? This ripper bloke called Knuckles, some call him the big knuck, spinning stories tall and true that'll make you say, holy fuck, the cities to the outback on the highway or the farm, crack a cold one with Knuckles and tell us a proper true yarn. G'day and welcome to the proper true yarn podcast, the show which we extract the wildest and the best yarns from pretty much anyone around the world that has a fucking yarn to tell. So we're up at Townsville at the moment. A little mate of mine from uh, Rockhampton's here and uh, Rhino, Rex owner Lynch. How the fuck are you? Oh, pretty good, mate, eh? How about yourself? Mate, unreal. It's, it's been a long time seeing you, mate. It's good to catch up with you. We fuck left Rocky a few years ago, mate, and it's just good to uh, have you here. And, uh, mate, Rhino, I, th- I think you need to tell us a proper true yarn why they call you Rex owner. Oh, well, uh yeah, it's a uh, long story short, a uh, photo I took um, in me, uh, you know, hype of me single days went a bit viral, um, you know. So someone's got to take it a bit further than the Lynx can. So that's how that's how I got the name imprinted in me <laughs> pretty much without uh, going into too much detail, ladies. And, uh, yeah, it went from there. So I just uh, got the nickname pretty quickly and um, it went, uh, I thought it would be a double-edged sword at the beginning, you know, you'd uh, you sort of, Print your name on something that's a bit, you know, vulgar in a sense to some people. But, or skew if, yeah, I yeah, that, yeah, pretty much. But uh, in the long run, um, it sort of uh, it sort of led me into a, a very interesting um, trade, if you'd say. Um, so I actually, for the better part, uh, was uh, I suppose you can say an escort for the better half of uh, two years. Yeah, well, so mate, you are in the space of I'm going to say three months of. In my whole life, 35 years, I've only met two male escorts in my life and it's been the last three months. Yeah, right. Yeah, 100%. It's been the season for Oh, mate. mate. <laughs> One of them was in Las Vegas, a bit of a random <laughs> situation that happened to the boys. We'll, we'll alleviate on that later. Yeah. However, um, mate, yeah, so the, they call you the Rex and they call me the Tuna can because mine's wider than this long. Oh, I just thought you had a lot of tune in you. No. <laughs> <laughs> all can, all can. <laughs> but, mate, um, so, yeah, we talk about a bit of, uh, would you say jiggler? How would you say a, a male escort, what what term would you like to be referred to as? Well, I uh, I chose the word escort just um, simply because the word the word toy boy 
was uh, thrown around a lot. Yep. Um, I never felt like I was in it just um, simply for the perks, if that makes sense. Like, yep. obviously it keeps you in that position for quite a time time because, like, if there's no perks involved, like, what are you doing it for? Yep. Um, but, yeah, like, the, the weirdest way it happened, like, if uh, everyone remembers, like, plenty of fish back in the day. Yeah. Uh, was, yeah. For me it was plenty of whales because yeah. oh. I used to get plenty of big girls <laughs> off there. But, yeah, proper true yarn. Well, I, first. <laughs> well, I, um, yeah, it's, uh, that's how that started. And, like, as anyone, like, I'm sure there's people in today's day and age that, like, match the people on Tinder or even if plenty of fish are still around and, you know, you, you, you match with them and you, you gauge an interest in conversation but it never really goes anywhere simply because either, you like, your time or your your location never really aligns to when you get free time. So some, like, you tend to put people on the back burner but not remove them. Yep, 100%. and that's that's how this sort of like came about. So there's um, one particular woman. Um, yeah, we've sort of been like, uh, you know, conversing. Yeah, pretty much for about uh, I'd say about five or six months, just off the top of my head. Yep. One particular day, I was visiting a long-term friend. On my way out of town, I get a message saying, "Hey, I see we're in the same place. Like, did you actually want to finally meet?" And I thought, well, no, this would be like you know a really good time to decide whether. Hey, like you know, I could continue socialising and having this this woman having like a consistent part of my life, or whether I just dub it as like you know I, I can cut the tie now. Like you know, there's no point like putting in minimal effort on the side here. Yep. So I thought, yep, yeah, no worries, give it a shot. We go out for lunch, and uh, you know, as it is in conversation over texts and messages for the past you know five to six months, it was really good and fluent in person. Yep. I thought, would you like to stay the night? You know, fucking why not? You know, where, where was this? It. Uh, this is Dan Gladstone. In Gladstone, yep. places, yeah, uh, yeah. The old sad pebble. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, go out for a night and uh, enjoy a night. You know, things get hot and heavy overnight, and go for breakfast the next morning, and I leave. And um, it, was, it was really good. And then it sort of came to a thing. She understood that, like, my point in time. Then I was, you know, a single father of two kids. You know, it was, like, it was literally Monday to Monday, fifty fifty. Yep. You know, I was an apprentice. I was doing all sorts of fucking whack shit you shouldn't do on your own as an independent person. But, you know, I took that as a challenge and still made it work. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I was, like, trying to have, like, your family life one week and then a social life the next week. But on the background, now that I've, you know, I've spent some time with this woman, she wanted all my free time on these spare weeks. Now, it got to the point where it was becoming quite a burden and I was like, oh, you know, sort of just, like, fobbing it off, you know, as you do, like, sort of, like, oh, oh, you know, I've got other plans, can't do this. You know, you're just flaking, basically. And and she is an older woman. She right? is an older woman, yes. Yep, yep. Um, yep. she's, uh, I think she'll be 42 now. Yep, and how old are you, Rona? I'm th- uh, 31 today. 30, yeah, yeah, yeah. 31 today. We've had a few beers. We've had a few beers. And, uh, we've won a bit of money at the casino. It's been a good day. It's been a good day in the Arvo of Townsville. But, yeah, continue your story, Big Horse. So, yes, it's, uh, it's sort of got a bit, you know, burdening on me social time. And, um, yeah, that's uh, when she gave me the ultimatum after a few months of me, like, you know, flaking, um, saying, look, um, I'm going to send you something. Uh, I don't want you to feel weird about it or whatnot. Just have a think about it. Yep. I got this contract, right, stipulating how much she'll be paying as a deposit beforehand to go to a hotel room in the chosen destination an amount paid per kilometre to go to X destination, right, and then everything supplied, so hotel rooms paid for, functions, events, outings, a whole lot's paid for, simply to alleviate any pressure of me having to commit to go and do this thing simply because I don't know whether this is something that she may have done before. 
yep. which is a possibility, or it's just something that she had to give me some sort of weighted ultimatum to keep me in that position. And uh, yeah, and that's uh, that's how it sort of transpired to me basically becoming an escort. So I was getting paid a deposit on a fortnightly basis to travel to destinations on my time as a, you know, just a, a single person with no, you know, um, priorities or commitments. And, um, yeah, it was making some fucking good money along the way. Yeah, wow. And um, she's the only one or it then it's tra- transpired into other ladies or well, h- how do you go from, how do you put yourself out there as a, um, a male escort with, within that community to say, what do you got to do? Well, it's funny you say that because I actually never put myself out until after I was finished doing this particular thing. So um, I'd only ever had two other women on the same sort of pro rata, so maybe because um, this particular lady wasn't able to make a, like a, a paid appointment, I, I, you can call it, I suppose. So paid appointment. Yeah. So, like, so, so she essentially turned, you, you've turned up and she's turned you down essentially. Uh, no, it's uh, flights have been cancelled or delayed. On, big, on her part? On or her your, part, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, I sweet. would always drive and the reason why I had to drive is because everything was within about seven or eight hours of driving distance, Yeah. right, and then that way I'm able to collect her from the airport, I'm able to set the hotel room up, I'm able to take us to events and things like that. And yep. I'll tell you, right, if anyone wants to do this in Brisbane, fuck parking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had I've never had so many fines in my life until I went to Brisbane. I'm just like, you don't know where the fuck to park. Like, that's just yeah. me, simple city boy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we, um, yeah, that's the, the only time I ever had to do it was two other women and there was both her friends where she asked if it was okay if they could take her position. So, oh. yeah, and, like, in hindsight it sounds, you know, it's like, well, you know, there's a bit of fucking, like, spice element to it. She'd send me photos of them just from their socials to be like, oh, you know, are you comfortable with this? I can, like, hands down with my taste, I thought they were both, like, absolutely stunning women. But, like, unfortunately, like, just maybe it might be a personality clash, but to me they had the personalities of a wet sock. So yeah. I just, yeah, it was just a really uncomfortable, you know, experience for me after that. So, yeah, I did this for the better part of about 18 months to two years. But, um, yeah, it just got to the point where I didn't feel the trade of money was worth sacrificing my social life. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was actually quite tolling for a while, like, you know, like coming back and trying to, I suppose, what some people would say, progress with your normal life with a, you know, a female partner, you know, in your hometown and like, you know, have a, have a family and things like that. It was really hard to actually do that. Yeah. Because I was actually so ashamed of doing this for so long that I didn't tell anybody for, like, you know, just over a year. Um, yep. Simply because I thought that it might be intimidating to females thinking, you know, oh, you know, I'm seeing this bloke, you know, I quite like the, where things are going. Fuck, he used to be an escort. Yeah. You know, that's a, it's a penny drop in a lot of people's situations. So, like, for so long I didn't tell anybody. But, you know, the reason why we're doing this today is because the, the reactions I've had since then is just like it's like an absolute turn on. Like women just want to be like, oh, I've got this bloke who was getting paid to do this, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, he's rooting me for free. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah, had exactly. that line a few times, I'll yeah. say that much, especially in the clubs. Like I've had women sit beside me and literally have a conversation with like my close friends for about five or ten minutes. We were female as well. Yeah. And ask them, is it okay if I talk to your mate? Like which is like it's like bizarre. It's like I'm nothing I'm nothing fucking special. You know, I'm just, just a normal yeah, bloke. That's, yeah, just Got like a, an average uh, Joe out here. Average Joe with a, a decent appendage. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Like a fucking one hanging below. <laughs> and, and there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that, mate. And and as you said, 
as a young bloke, your interpretation of the whole show, you'd be like, well, oh, fuck, this is a negative that no one wants to, I can't have a normal relationship because I'm a paid male escort. Fuck, you know, who am I going to end up with? You know, what are people going to think of me? But it ends up being a fucking amazing thing that you get more roots off the back of it, unpaid. However, like, yeah, you, you've played chess and won. Yeah, exactly right. Inadvertently, that's, inadvertently played chess and won. That's a, that's a yarn there you probably wouldn't be ready for either. Okay, so yeah. uh, tell us a proper true yarn, Ryan. Proper true yarn. I actually was a, um, I was actually chess captain and a state representative for chess through high school. Stop it. I'm not even fucking kidding. I was a state <laughs> athlete and I was also a state swimmer. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. It's probably yeah. three yarns. I've got uh, my mum does a really good scrapbook. I've got photos of all this. So if yeah. you need to see it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we'll, we'll get a, we'll get a few out of you. And, and they say that he uh, didn't win the Olympic side nomination because the anchor was dragging down. Yeah. <laughs> and he used yeah, to catch can't, the, can't, to, can't be to, the only runner in a three-legged race, mate. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Proudly sponsored by Budgie Smugglers. Budgie smugglers. <laughs> <laughs> no smuggling there. <laughs> All twig and dangleberries just hanging. Pretty but much. Mate, and so what... So this is going to sound a random question. So at what point did you think that it was weird that uh, this lady's contractedly agreed to have you see her on her days off? Uh, at what point did you think, fuck, this isn't right for me? Yeah, I can actually, I can actually pinpoint this exact time actually. I, um, I decided that because like in between this time, you know, my friends can probably look back at this as well, where I would make myself unavailable, like, completely. Like, in a social sense, like, yeah, I could, you know, we can have barbecues and things like that at my place and I go out for outings and things like that. But, like, I was completely unavailable and dismissive of any advances or, or flirting from the opposite sex simply because I couldn't face the reality of having the conversation with them about what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and then it got to the point there where I realised that like, oh, hey, you know, I've I've gone through enough, you know, shit in my life and now I feel like I've developed enough self-growth to actually want to get my fucking self back out there and like get something that's, you know, has a consistent part of my life. Wholesome. Yeah, pretty much. And like I, even though like this woman was great and like everything – you know, it, it was a really good chemistry base. I think that's what kept me there. But the problem was is that, like, her um, her career-drivenness and, like, her, her commitments within her career was, like, just so time-consuming that it wasn't an, uh, an ethical, um, you know, position for me. Like, it's not that's not what I could see myself being a part of. Yep. You know, like, it's just, yeah, it wasn't like the atomic, um, you know, relationship that people sort of, like, picture to go into something, so it just yeah, that's the, that was a, it was about the I'd say the sixteenth mark, sixteen month mark, eighteen month mark around that point there where I was starting to get a bit hesitant to actually accept these. And and this lady, like, so she's obviously very wealthy yes. as, as a woman. So where, what's only fly within Australia? Has she taken you overseas? Uh, no, no, I've never been overseas with her. Yeah, no, okay. so we've been we've been to Queensland and New South Wales a few times. Yeah. Um, apart from that, yeah, no, it just didn't really like being an apprentice at the time too. It was really hard. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, 
Yeah, really hard to correlate the two things. And being a single father as well, yep. my drop-off and pick-up days were on a Monday, so I had to be fresh, ready to go after that Sunday afternoon. So it was really hard to try and balance that life. But the offers were made for, to take you on all of the trips? This, 100%. This like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. My favourite one actually to this day was yep. the Dane Tree. I have an absolute new respect for nature after going up there. It was just incredible. What what gave you the no, Dane Tree up here north? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What gave yeah. you the new respect for the Dane Tree? Oh, if you don't mind telling the proper tree yarn about the Dane Tree. Well, actually, you know, seeing photos to actually experiencing it is just two completely different sides of the coin, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like being able to see nature and then experience nature is two different in things. the full nature, hundred oh, percent, and like being able to <laughs> been up like we you couldn't actually fly in there. We had to fly into Cairns, and then there was a I believe it was a high car because um, yeah, because we were gonna we we're gonna take the rail up there. Well, yeah. so there was a bit of railing going on. Well, yeah, from Coranda to Cairns, there was. Yeah, it was yeah, just scenic rail, pro, pro scenic rail, <laughs> pro, proper tree yarn yeah. was had, and you can we, get that even on the Sky Rail, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, you've heard it here first, yeah. straight out of the Ville. Yeah, the yeah. butterfly stamp tramp sanctuary is just at Coranda. <laughs> <laughs> now um, you said so. You said within that contract uh, that she would obviously have substitutes or whatever. Apart from the substitutes that she'd send you, there was no other point at which you've done the male escort no, or? No, no not so, at all. Um, so, so it was just one lady alone dictating that time of your, your gigolo life. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, and the, the thing with the substitutes, like it wasn't like they weren't stipulated or anything. It was just like, hey, I can't make it, but like if you're, you know, any like young male of my age at that point in time would be like, you know, I'm in a hotel room paid for, fucking penthouse, you know, got no fucking financial qualms on this like situation. It's going to go out to town, probably pick up a woman, you know. Yeah, normally. I'm saying. And she, I think, I, I don't know whether that was just her way of like eliminating that for me or whether it sounds weird to say, but. I feel like maybe that was her way of bragging to her friends is like, this is what I get every couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to go to Sydney. You yeah. Want, yeah, you want to see what I get? Yeah. Well, you can go and experience it because I can't make it. I've got a boardroom meeting in uh, New York. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Ryan, you've got to got step in for me and uh, just destroy my mate Sydney. Yeah, pretty much. So. Yeah, wow. That's it fucking was, crazy. It was, actually, it was actually more pressure to see the friends than it was her, believe it or not. Yeah, wow. Yeah, actually, because it was like you didn't really know, like you didn't really know their morals. It actually, come, sorry, scratch that. Morals don't fucking care in my industry, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, when you right. get paid enough, morals just go out the window. But yeah, wow. Yeah, and one thing I never actually did but I got asked to do was BDSM. Won't go down that track, but that was a solid no for me. I couldn't wear, yeah, I didn't look good in a gym mask, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, so. no, neither do I. <laughs> yeah. no, don't mind it. Don't mind a ping pong ball in my mouth, but yeah, the mask I don't like. Yeah. It's it's fitty fitty and it's iffy. Yeah, no, that's mate, that's fucking wild. And and you don't have to tell us, but what sort of coin are we talking about for a weekend away? Within the situation you were like you're not speaking for the whole fucking male escort industry, but yeah. what, with what you've experienced within that small situation group, what, give us an enlightenment to a weekend away of what you're given and then 
like monetarily how much you're given to do that. Yeah, okay. So like basically we, we had an agreement after we had to work the kinks out at the beginning. Obviously, there's a bit of a teething process. Um so because it was like a, just a private agreement. Like I didn't have an ad in the fucking paper or anything like that. And I wasn't part <laughs> of a company. But um we, we basically agreed on a five hundred dollar deposit made by the Wednesday night so that I had a few days to prepare to leave on the Friday after work. Yeah. Right. Um a drive down. That way I could prepare the hotel room. I could pick her up from the airport. Um, but the the biggest, the tolling thing of it all was actually like trying to know what sort of taste she had in like clothing for me to wear because like sometimes she would take me to corporate events and things like that. Yeah. Um, and like myself having, I have AS, which, you know, for some people is a disadvantage for me. I have a very huge surface level of intelligence. Like it seems yeah. like I know a fucking lot about everything, but I'm, you know, dumb as dog shit, but I cover it in platinum. Yeah, that's just basically how it goes. So, like, I'm able to converse on so many topics with people and, like, it's really easy to put me in a social setting. So that's what she loved about it as well. Yep. But, um, yeah, so it was a $500 deposit. It was a $1.40 per kilometre paid one way to where I had to go, yep. right? And then that was it. That was the that was the payment. So I didn't have to pay for the hotel room. I didn't have to pay for drinks. I didn't have to pay for dinners. I didn't pay for outings. I didn't pay for – we went shopping once or twice. That was weird for me. I don't like people buying me shit. Yeah, it just feels really like as a man, I suppose maybe it's a maternal thing. Like, oh, not so much maternal, primal. Just like, yeah, you just don't really like, um, you know, being provided for. I suppose maybe yeah, that's no, just definitely. me. Um, so yeah, and that was basically the agreement. So you know, it's, it's good money at the end of the day. Like, oh, especially yeah. as a fucking Prince Chippy, mate. That's fucking, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Money in the fucking bank. Yeah, going from block to the cock. Yeah, <laughs> jobs on. <laughs> <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.